Welcome to Other You, a podcast where we discuss a decision in our lives that may or may not have had a long-lasting impact. We unpack some of the factors behind it and then explore in short story form what the other version of ourselves might have experienced around that time or shortly thereafter. I'm your host, Dee. Let's see where this story takes us. Welcome back to another episode of Other You. I am your host, Dee. Today on the show, I'm very excited to introduce my international guest. He is an opera singer, a voice and career coach. He's a traveler, a long-distance runner, a photographer, and a tarot reader. Welcome to the show, Max Galliardo. Max, thank you for wow. being here. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm elated that you are here. Elated. <laughs> likewise yeah so how um how are you doing how how in this current moment has life been treating you well i i cannot complain despite uh, i mean the the very difficult international situation that uh, every every one of us is uh, is living at the moment so I um, I'm in Italy mm-hmm. at the moment I I in Turin in the northern part of Italy we are uh, in uh, another sort of lockdown so mm-hmm. at the moment we divided the regions the government divided the regions into colors so uh, red is uh, of course uh, as as the colors say is yeah. uh, uh like a defcon 5 it, it's uh, it's very yeah uh, no i mean it's uh, stay at home uh, shops are closed the restaurants are closed and mm. uh they put since last monday uh, almost all of italy apart from some little parts in uh, in uh, red zones so mm-hmm. that's wow. what is going to happen until I believe uh, after Easter time. Oh wow! So, so still, just, still a few weeks. Okay. Yes, yes, it's gonna be at least uh, until the sixth or mid April at the gotcha. moment. But uh, apart from that, I mean, I have to say, in the last year, we got used <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. to stay at home, and we yeah. we found our way. We are. Animals, uh, human beings are animals that got used mm-hmm. to the different situations, and yeah. so uh, we are. Uh, we have a lot of uh, opportunities to mm-hmm. find our ways in the situation they life is putting us. So, uh, yes, no, I cannot complain. Thank That's you. That's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear. I find it interesting when I think about how life is going to readjust to everything being like normal. I guess, again, and what measure of life that we have grown accustomed to is just not going to exist when we redefine normal, when we come back together, you know? Definitely, definitely. I think, I think, uh, I honestly think that there will be a new normality. It it will never be coming back to what it, uh, what it was before, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And uh, we discovered that, for example, that we can do a lot of stuff without having to travel around or go out uh, mm-hmm. so much, which is, in a way, a very good thing mm-hmm. because we we can reorganize logistically some of this uh, some of the things, and yeah. so uh, having less assholes, for example, mm-hmm. in uh, in going around or having to. 
travel a lot uh, and that's that's a good thing i mean time management i believe it's it's one of the point that uh, the pandemic uh, taught mm-hmm. us i believe yeah you can you can be able you can find ways to do stuff in a different way and perhaps being uh, as efficient as, if not more efficient mm-hmm. in a way yeah and definitely i mean uh, we we all i mean i i can talk for myself but i know that we all are missing going out with each other and mm-hmm. hugging each other and yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't that. i didn't realize how much i was going to miss hugging people yes. you know and so uh, as as a Puerto Rican, the way that we um, greet one another is just with a, a kiss. And for the most part, like our lips don't touch the cheek. You really just smack your cheek against someone else's cheek and you kiss the air. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, I was I, I'm, I grew up accustomed to that. Right. So there wasn't a lot of hugging. But now, you know, Absolutely. with with my friends that are not Latino or uh, some other measure of that's how they greet. Uh, they hug, and I didn't realize how much I would miss it. You know, so I mean, Daniel, you're talking to an Italian. I yeah, mean, we <laughs> <laughs> we basically touch, touch each other constantly yeah. in, uh, in with with gestures and mm-hmm. moving hands, and, and, and I mean, it's a, it's a big part of our communication, and and so I mean. Uh, forcing ourselves uh, in uh, trying to clean up mm-hmm. <laughs> really yeah. the the way of of communicate one another is is really really out of our nature in mm-hmm. a way and i mean our of of anybody but people uh, populations that are more accustomed in in mm-hmm. using as you were saying exactly yeah. it's 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 been difficult absolutely yeah so i mean that's th- th- those are some of the things that i'm looking forward to seeing how we adjust you know and um i'm curious to see how much manufactured anxiety that we you know that absolutely. we take with us when things seem to be going back to normal you know how how that, much of that's it are we going to Keep. Yeah, that's 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 a very interesting observation, actually, and I believe that. Uh, well, I can see. I mean, in, in my uh, psychological counseling job, uh, it's uh, you can see how much uh, in in adults uh, has developed a number of um, fears and anxieties and. Um, detachment mm-hmm. uh, detachment from from this new reality that has been uh, has been created but i believe that uh, in a way uh the worse uh, not the worse situation the more the, the situation in which i believe we have to put much more attention is our uh, young generations mm-hmm. because uh, children that uh, grew up uh, in the moment in which they learn uh, 
to uh, discover each other, yeah. to greet each other, to touch each other, to play with each other, mm -hmm. uh, learning some of the rules which are don't touch, don't uh, don't yeah. go near, don't. Uh, it's uh, I believe in in ears can be kind of uh, difficult, mm -hmm. and so we possibly as an adult have. Uh, definitely a responsibility towards ourselves but especially towards the young generations mm -hmm. that uh, i mean we were we we've been lucky in our childhood because we never have uh, to experience a, pande a pandemic or right, yeah. uh, being uh, being afraid of touching a friend or like playing with somebody else mm -hmm. and that's uh, i remember a story that of a client that came one day and and she said i'm i'm really i'm really I, i'm really puzzled because uh the teacher of my 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 son uh, um he put, put him uh, i mean told him that uh, he had to be very careful because he doesn't have to play with the other children uh, mm -hmm. the way he was he was doing very naturally mm -hmm. and uh, and he he got uh, of course he cannot understand the co i mean he can yeah. understand there is an emergency but yeah. it's it's like a mixed mixed match uh message isn't yeah. it that uh, yeah that's a good point that's a good point um one of the um, one of my guests she's um a teacher for uh kindergarten right the, the yeah. very first grade that children are in school with each other and she said uh what's interesting is uh, that year is especially there to teach children like how to follow rules and how to socialize and you know what is okay <laughs> a behavior around <laughs> other kids you know and so now um the, the they have to try and figure that out at home in isolation so yeah it's it's going to be interesting um, what, what those kids, you know, grew up doing, I, I think we can look back at, um, what some of the adjustments were for the children that were born or at that age in the pandemic in, in 1918, um, Absolutely. and, and kind of extrapolate from there, but we're also in a totally different universe Absolutely. than we were back yeah. then. I mean, just the, the, the measure of access that we have to information and to each other, you know, has puts exactly. us in, in outer space in comparison. So <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's I thought, uh, I thought about that a lot of times. I mean, imagine, I, I thought, imagine if something like this, like, like it happened before, but mm -hmm. to us have happened like 30 years ago. Yeah. Without the development of the of the web, of internet, yeah. of the possibilities, or like you stay home. Well, you know what? I mean, I can I can still talk with everybody. Mm -hmm. I can work. Yeah. I can zoom people. I can uh, make video conferences. Mm -hmm. I can uh, I can have dinner in remote with other people, yeah. and it's like. Uh, uh, it's something of course it doesn't substitute the real life mm -hmm. but uh, uh, in, in a way it's uh, it's a uh, it's a massive help in uh, yeah in i'm world. thinking if this happened in 1990 right <laughs> how do you even tell everyone the new the newspaper yeah. you're just gonna you're gonna put something in the newspaper 
I, I guess, you know, it'll just be have to be on yeah. every TV channel because <laughs> how how do you tell everyone, you know? So, man, I, Absolutely. I, for a measure, I think we're we're very fortunate. All right. Speaking of right before we get into your decision, I'm curious if this happened in 1991 and you're forced to stay at home. We don't have the Internet that we do. Tell me tell me three movies that you would watch on repeat during that time. What are the three movies that you would make sure you went to your local video store <laughs> to buy so that you had them for your time at home? Well, uh, it's going to be the first one. I'm, I'm absolutely sure because it's one of my possibly my top favorite movie, which is uh, James Ivory's uh, Howard's End. Okay. Uh, that's uh, one of the reasons, well, not one of the reasons, but uh, that that's uh, something that uh, really, really uh, close to my heart, to my soul, and that mm. that's the way I pictured uh, uh, England mm -hmm. while while moving to UK gotcha. years ago. Um. Uh, Another one is is definitely the Goonies. The Goonies, okay, yes. that's a great choice. It's uh, it's possibly one of the pictures that uh, boost my imaginations imagination mm -hmm. when I was uh, an adolescent, mm -hmm. and that uh, when I, when I saw it, uh, it it's. Uh, it's one of the movie at that time in which uh, so at that time at the, at the time in which I was uh, really like nine ten mm -hmm. that uh, oh god it seems like uh, everything could be could be absolutely possible mm -hmm. and uh, yeah it's a fairy fairy place and well the third one that happens to my mind because I it's um the third uh, Indiana Jones. Ooh, okay. The Last uh, Crusade. Uh, exactly. Because of the theme and because I believe of the relationship uh, uh, son-dad mm -hmm. with those amazing actors, uh, Sean Connery mm -hmm. in a state of grace that yeah. is really, really, really <laughs> something. And uh, I believe that the, the exploring of that amazing character, which is Indiana Jones and Harrison mm -hmm. Ford, uh, um, exploring that side of the relationship in that way and with that theme. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, I don't know, I, I always loved that movie. And that is, that is one of the movies that if I end, if I end up like zapping on the TV and I see one scene that they recognize 9900 on 100 I, I'll stop there and I'll finish, finish the movie, the movie. <laughs> yes that's great I love that yes. that's perfect that's perfect <laughs> yeah these are great I love these choices these are great <laughs> excellent hit us with your decision Max please yes so um as you told as as you uh, very generously introduced me um, mm -hmm. i i worked as a as an opera singer for uh, 21 years 
And so I traveled uh, all around the world uh, uh, since I was like uh, 18. Uh, uh, and till, yes, about t- t- 39, before, okay. uh, before turning, just before turning 40. And that was the moment in which I, um, I developed uh, in the last kind of uh, years, couple of years, the desire of uh, doing something, something else, mm. and uh, and perhaps uh, performing like a step change in mm. my in my career. Stop performing, but then I always ended up. Uh, saying, you know, uh, you know what? I, I mean, you, you, you worked as an actor, mm-hmm. so you know exactly what uh, what it feels like. You know what? Yes, uh, okay, but there are other productions to do. I mean, there are yeah. bills to be paid, and yeah. so we go on, and then life goes on, and you keep on uh, performing. And mm-hmm. since uh, that uh, 2012, when. Uh, um, it's like uh, stars collides and okay. uh, uh, I, I was leaving a relationship uh, that was going to kind to an end uh, mm-hmm. a pretty important one um, I just finished uh, a production I was supposed to have more productions uh, in in the future mm-hmm. and uh, in that situation uh, uh of 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 great movement uh, inside it uh, outside me i i moved to, i well i actually i had an appointment in london for like a day and a half mm-hmm. and uh, i was sitting uh, at a coffee shop and i perfectly remember the which coffee shop was it when mm-hmm. then i moved there and it was one of the few days in which in in london you can see that psychedelic sky yeah and so very 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 clear day and uh, beautiful light mm-hmm. and i had the feeling that i could live there oh and uh, when i i i had this feeling very very strong i took my flight back and uh, on that day and uh, this some uh, when I, I thought again to this point, I, it sounds really like uh, <laughs> like uh, uh, the story of a book. But mm-hmm. I next to next to me sat uh, in a crowded plane uh, when planes were crowded, <laughs> yeah. and uh, sat next to me uh, a guy, a young guy with um, his daughter, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it uh, it struck uh, i really it, it caught my attention the fact that in a very crowded and noisy uh, plane that was going from uh, london to uh, at that time to genoa mm-hmm. so full of italians and uh, you know uh, mm-hmm. putting like uh, uh, wallets uh, um, baggages uh, mm-hmm. bags and uh, things and uh, finding the place is pretty, pretty loud as we we are <laughs> And uh, mm-hmm. it was really, really um, calm and managing to talk to this four years old uh, mm-hmm. uh, chill child really, really nicely. And that, that really, and they sat next to me. So we started 
talking mm-hmm. to each other. And I, we ended up going very deep uh, in a way. He, he taught me something of, of his life and I told him what, uh, uh, what I was doing and, uh, and actually the thought that I had at the time mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that I had the, the sensation that I could like uh, change my life and perhaps starting to live in uh, my new chapter in London. Mm-hmm. And then I, we were about to land and I said something like, uh, oh, then you know what? I mean, uh, it's those kind of thoughts that come comes to you. And then, uh, mm-hmm. then you know, between uh, there is a way to say in, uh, in Italian that is uh, tra il dire il fare c'è di mezzo il mare. Between uh, doing something, th- thinking of something and doing something, there is the sea, the ocean yeah. is in the middle. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, he, t- he told me something. Uh, he-, he looked at me and said, you know what? I don't know if you are going to do it or not. But I tell you that uh, when you sit next to a perfect stranger, and you tell him what you told me with the intention, I believe that a decision has already been made Mm. and you just have to possibly act upon it. Mm. And he handed over his card saying, you know what, when, if it happens, when you move to London, you call me and we will have a coffee together. And I landed in Genoa and uh, I had two days in which I thought about that. And uh, I took the decision and I bought for like after a month uh, a plane ticket uh, just, uh, just to go, just one way to go to London. And they moved to London wow. like one month uh, after. And uh, I cancelled uh, all my contracts and uh, oh, as a singer, mm-hmm. I called my agent and he was really understanding <laughs> because uh, like 90% of the people took me as a, I mean, you're completely out of your mind. I mean, yeah. you have a career, you have, I mean, what, what what's the point of going in another, in another country and uh, and I don't know. I felt like it was the good, the right, the right thing to do. Yeah. So I canceled the contract I had, and uh, I moved to to London. I, I. This is a story actually that uh, very few people know about <laughs> me. <laughs> and uh, I, I. Um, well, I always worked with music since I was like, well, I studied piano, I studied cello, then I started uh, my singing career at 18 years old. So I traveled around the world and I I, I did that uh, working in the business anyway. I did, did some already some teaching, project management, uh, artist management uh, already before, but... It was always connected to the to the music business and especially mainly performing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt that I I needed uh, really really to to change uh, at least to deep myself uh, into a for a moment into a different 
life, mm-hmm. like to the detox from uh, what I did yeah. until that moment. So I, I well, now if <laughs> I made up a commercial CV, okay, and I, I. I I got a job in uh, in a luxury store department uh, mm-hmm. in London, and uh, I worked there as a as a sales assistant for uh, uh, five months and a half. Um, and actually, I discovered that I I was pretty good in doing that. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> And uh, I didn't. I didn't want. Of course, I wanted to to find something uh, related to my experience uh, mm-hmm. that I had till till then. But it, it has been a really, really, really fantastic uh, period of my life. Moment in which I I really uh, detox and put a, a stop to the performance. Mm-hmm. To you know being. Uh, uh, being on stage, uh, being, uh, in, I always said that the artist has three personalities, which is uh, uh, the character that you're playing, the artist you are, but then there is the person you are, hmm. in which the other two are relying because actually you are just the person you are but then when you work in uh, in a in the show business it's uh, th- those three uh, those three masks are gonna uh, kind of mismatch uh, a bit so i i needed to <laughs> i created another one to to uh, like uh, it is like the lord of the rings one ring to rule them all <laughs> So okay. I, created, I created another mask to uh, kind of uh, put to sleep uh, the mm-hmm. other, uh, at least the other two and not the person I was, of course, but um, the performing ones. And, uh, and I did that for five months and a half. And, then, uh, and I have really great memories and great stories about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, then the the voice, uh, uh, the word that uh, I was in London, uh, that I stopped uh, performing and uh, people that knew me uh, started Mm -hmm. to get in touch with me. And so uh, companies uh, that asked me if I wanted to join them uh, for... uh, And uh, finally, I had the opportunity to... uh, One of the things I really wanted to... Um, work deeper and deeper was uh, the artist management business. So mm-hmm. trying to uh, work uh, uh, more as I did it before, but mm-hmm. more uh, in, in deep, just just concentrating on that and trying okay. to be the, the artist manager I would have wanted to have ah. <laughs> as, a, as an artist. Like um, I, I always say, I'm not an agent. I'm I'm, I'm a singer that uh, is uh, trying to help uh, other other singers, other artists, and um, and so uh, among them there was this company I'm still uh, happily uh, working with, uh, Athol Still Artists, that um, is, is one of the oldest artist management companies in the business for opera. Oh wow! Okay. And 
uh, and they they um, I felt that I could be myself mm. there and uh, uh, have enough freedom to organize uh, my work and my vision. Uh, that luckily enough was uh, in harmony with uh, their vision and their way to lead the business. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, that's uh, my my artist management uh, adventure started uh, full time mm. uh, in uh, in 2013, and uh, I that's uh, one of the activities I'm uh, I'm definitely pursuing. I'm really really happy. Good that. I can I can do, but that that was a moment in which uh, a choice, uh, mm-hmm. a major one, has been made uh, in my, in my life. So the decision to leave opera as a regular performer, traveling performer, just to kind of reset and detox yourself. You ended up back in in that world as um, working with artists as part of artist management but the moment that we're focusing on is when you decide okay that's enough i'm going to i'm going to go to london i'm going to live in london leave everything behind i'm going to i'm going to do that that's that's what we're going to focus yes yeah yeah Perfect. exactly okay yeah all right so you gave a lot of really beautiful information about your experience there i'll ask just a couple more questions did you end up sure having coffee with the gentleman you met on the plane absolutely yeah are you guys absolutely. are you guys still friends to this day yes oh, yes good. yes absolutely and um it's Eamon. uh he uh, mm, yes i i called him and uh, i when i moved to london and uh, we had coffee and uh, i um I found out he was, um, he works, uh, he trained himself in, he works as a, um, f- a coach, a mm-hmm. counselor, what, what I, then I ended up, uh, being myself mm-hmm. and, and uh, it's part of my background uh, as well. And then I developed that as well. And he, he, mm, we, we, we yes, the beginning of, of, work, of living in London has been uh, completely different than our send. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Wow. Well, first of all, I, I discovered the social. I, I don't know if uh, perhaps is something that you're accustomed, but uh, I mean, in uh, in Italy, even because of uh, even in big towns, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have the distances and the numbers the figures that you got for example in a city like london right which is, yeah. uh, I, I now live in turin which is uh, one million inhabitants and mm. uh, london is like uh, more than 10 times bigger so yeah. uh, also in terms of uh, moving around i remember the first time somebody a friend of mine invited me for dinner and they were living in northwest London, and my office was in southeast London. And I went out of the office at five thirty, and I reached their place at quarter to eight. Oh. <laughs> wow! 
which wow. is which was a lot yeah. and uh, i i thought in italy is like going from turin to genoa which is a, a city in another region yeah <laughs> like, uh, for dinner and then coming back yeah. to turin and that's something that in a in a big place uh, mm -hmm. you you get used to yeah that's why you you read a lot on the <laughs> transport yeah. and yeah. you listen to music because that that's your spare time if yeah. you think about it Oh, yeah. It's one of the things that so here in Chicago, uh, it's not quite as big as London, but travel times are they can be still very long. Uh, yeah. So a lot of times when people are considering, do I take this job? It's what's the 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 travel time going to be? Right. Because Absolutely. my eight, yeah. nine hour day at work turns into 13 hours, depending on Absolutely. how far, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that yeah, that's that's. But that, that is, is something, that, yeah, that is something that I learned uh, moving to London. Mm -hmm. And the first was really with Eamon, because uh, um, the first hint of that, uh, because uh, I, it was like uh, mid-September, mm -hmm. and... Uh, I called him and we chat a lot and he said, okay, but, but let's settle an appointment, the proper appointment. And, mm -hmm. and we have, we spend time together. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, how about, I remember it, it could have been like uh, the 20th of September and said, how about the 4th of October? Mm. And I thought, for a coffee it's it's, like, <laughs> it's, in, two, it's in two weeks yeah i, I do i i, I figure I, I i think it's gonna be all right yeah. it's like i don't know it's like, don't you have a social diary uh -huh. <laughs> so like, i actually do not mm. and uh, and that's first it, it sounded really really kind of far uh from from what how i managed to live my life but when I, I started experiencing mm -hmm. living in London, I understand that it makes total sense because then, I mean, Monday to Friday, you usually travel and, and work and mm -hmm. then you have uh, the weekend. But of course, in order to organize that time or some, some evenings during the, the week, you have to you have to settle yeah. a social diary yeah. and then settle appointments. I mean, in, here is like, uh, here, I mean, in Italy, it's mm -hmm. like, uh, would you like to have a, to have a coffee? And uh, it's like, what do you do this afternoon? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or like, when you finish work, like, say, Let, let's catch up. But then when you are like, for example, one hour far one from the other in a, and you're yeah. in the same town. But you, for example, I, I was working in Crystal Palace and he was in uh, at the in the city in london of like mm -hmm. uh, when i was living in brixton or somebody else is like uh, in uh, in in the west part of, mm -hmm. of town and you know that uh, i discovered that there are people that uh, for example they don't even like to cross the bridge <laughs> and they, <laughs> wow. they try to live their social life like uh, in the southern part mm -hmm. of the town or yeah. We, because it, of course, it, it makes sense in terms of organization of the of the of your time and mm -hmm. of the, and it becomes cultural. Yeah, it becomes something that he, he, you learn. Uh, I believe as a child uh, while living there, as a the only way that 
make sense mm -hmm. to you absolutely and uh but uh, that that was one thing that uh, i i always uh, struggle with uh, while living uh, living in london mm -hmm. because uh, um it it kills uh, really the possibilities to be spontaneous yeah not because you don't want to and people are really really i mean i have some of my closest friends are there but you honestly sometimes struggle in seeing your friends mm -hmm. and trying to put yeah. things together and that that was an aspect of my life that really i did i didn't i couldn't cope really mm -hmm. very, very well yeah one of the and, things here is uh, if you have certain certain friend groups if you guys are spread out sometimes you'll just you'll spend a lot of time in the neighborhood of the friend that's in the middle yeah right so everybody's I'm traveling except the person in the middle and you all meet up there <laughs> and i have uh one of one of my friends that i've that i know here she uh lived in new york city yeah and there were many times where she said when she was younger that she would just not she's like i'm not gonna hang out with you that you're all the way in this other borough i'm i'm, I'm not going there it's it i'm not it's too much time it's why don't you yeah. drive to me and we'll hang out but i'm not, no so yeah it's navigating I, all of the, I the heard, schedules i heard that uh, i heard that myself yeah. many times <laughs> <laughs> yeah. even because then i choose uh, at some point of my london life i choose to leave uh, uh next to my office mm -hmm. i was truly uh the office is on west o street uh, mm -hmm. in uh, in uh, london and my house was in west o street <laughs> just to tell you <laughs> wow. how, how far yes because yeah. i at some point like two years uh two three years after no maybe yes three years after i i moved there i got really enough of having to travel mm -hmm. uh, to to go to work so i said you know what i can travel to go into the part of town i like very mm -hmm. much but on a daily basis i can uh, wake up at b b eight yeah <laughs> quarter to eight and by nine and nine thirty being at the office wow. and perfectly happy and so i started to uh, to live the life <laughs> i was <laughs> i was i was joking the life of cabot cove jessica fletcher is living at cabot cove yeah. so <laughs> <Wow. laughs> the office was there the shop was there the yeah. restaurant was there the pizzeria was there so wow yes i love it uh you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned a relationship that was coming to an end was this a romantic relationship or was this a close friendship or a business relationship no, it was a romantic relationship with uh, my partner at the time, mm -hmm. and uh, he, he is a, well, yes, almost 13 years younger than, than me, and we, we were together since like seven years, mm. and um, uh, yes, that, that was... There was a moment, uh, well, actually, there was a, a third person coming into the relationship, oh, basically. Wow. Okay. Uh, that, uh, that really, in that moment, I, I faced this uh, this situation of course uh, the third person was uh, in in his life mostly mm. but of course in, in mine 
and uh, since uh, we we started living uh, in uh, in in uh, in that town that is Parma, mm-hmm. the uh, home of Parmesan, that mm-hmm. uh, famous for that. Yeah, never, no, never, not only for that, of course. But never heard. Never of heard of. What's what's Parmesan? <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Now I'll, I'll explain you after the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and uh, we. Uh, we build up really a, a family there. Mm-hmm. So, in, you know, the, the, the friends and all the people that uh, was part of the of my family, mm-hmm. my new family. And this, this is a theme as well for me because I grew up in a very, very uh, full family full of love. Mm-hmm. I was a very, very loved uh, child by all the people of my of my family and especially by my my parents of course and um and so i believe that uh, as i say we are little animals as human beings that mm-hmm. are uh, uh, try to imitate learn by imitation mm-hmm. so uh, we learn to speak because somebody is speaking around us. So mm-hmm. we imitate sounds and we learn languages because uh, those sounds means mean that and that. Mm-hmm. And we learn to love the way the people around us are loving. So mm-hmm. that's even where <laughs> where all the issues <laughs> we get mm-hmm. with that. But uh, yeah. I one of the things was, you know, being close and being together and so every time i i see that i uh, my pattern my uh, close uh, social emotional pattern includes uh, having like closeness with uh, with the people i i love and being able to to be together mm-hmm. so uh, that that situation uh, made uh, uh, the the social the social uh, cocoon that we created the social reality explode from inside mm-hmm. uh, because it was this was a colleague of his so he was and I uh, he was a friend so I introduced him when he came to to the city inside mm-hmm. my. Uh, uh, my um, our uh, group of people our family so mm-hmm. it was very difficult to you know it was not just uh, somebody from outside getting inside but it uh, was uh, fr- somebody from inside oh. your circle wow. yes exactly exactly okay. so that uh, and in that moment uh, uh, i it, it was one of the um, one of the movement or one of the direction that made made me move was uh, well you know what i mean it's um, it's it, this is this this one is going to be difficult to to compose and mm. uh, and then what what of course i analyzed later on uh, it, it uh, it was uh, running, uh, running out, running away from uh, from something something that uh, was full of p- 
pain for mm-hmm. me at that point. And when I say of um, stars getting together was because uh, that that situation, that those facts uh, came into a moment in which uh, I felt kind of dissatisfied uh, of the um, uh, professional life uh, uh, I was leading uh, and especially this uh, uh, traveling around uh, constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, being a soloist in opera, it's uh, it means that you live with your uh, your luggage ready and mm-hmm. uh, and is. It's you are going in in a place for like uh, one month, a couple of months, the time of the production, and then you come back. So your home is like a nest where you fly back. But then, if you uh, if you want to perform your work, you have to travel away mm-hmm. from uh, the people you love and uh, your uh, your home and i i got at the point in which i felt that this wasn't uh, really really uh, something I, I was i was coping very well with mm-hmm. and uh, and of course the situation the, the relationship uh, came this situation came in a moment uh, mm. in which possibly like the drop that make the vase spill yeah okay. and uh, yeah okay so it de- definitely this relationship was a motivating factor in deciding to leave and go to london yes because you, you left all of that behind too right well, yes, it was. It wasn't that uh, straightforward because then, relationship-wise, uh, it went on uh, for another year at least uh, with okay. me living in London, and uh, he possibly ended up completely the the year after. Hmm. And uh, um, it's well, it, it's. Uh, but but I mean technically was running away yes technically was mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> not not just technically yeah in practice yeah. <laughs> <Physically>. practice yeah <laughs> okay um, at the time did you have any hobbies besides all of the work that you were doing did you did you have things that you did that were hobbies are you a collector of anything did you you know play football on the weekends well actually one of the the question you 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 dropped before about movies is something that is really really close to me because mm-hmm. I I was definitely I am but uh, at that time even more uh, a movie consumer really really I was really into that so uh, mm. it was movies uh, TV series uh, and that's what I really really liked. Yeah. Uh, to do to discover uh i i loved uh, to luckily enough I, I i i got trained into speaking four languages in in my in, in my youth and mm-hmm. uh, and with my studies and then while traveling around of course right so i i i loved to 
to listen to the voices uh, yeah. at least in French, in English, in Italian, of course, and then Spanish in of the original uh, voices of yeah. the actors. Which is, I mean, you are an actor; you know very well oh. that for how good dubbing is. I mean, listen yeah. to yourself or seeing yourself with mm -hmm. the voice of some, someone else is, mm -hmm. is like can be can be really really distressing. Yeah. I believe. I would I would rather read. For a three-hour movie, read the subtitles, then listen to it in my native language. There's there's something that's missing. the The ambient sounds of the room, absolutely, are gone. There's I I feel like they've been dubbing movies for like what seventy years, and they haven't yeah. figured out how to just <laughs> add the voice. Like there's so much happening in the room, the noise, and, yes. and it's gone, and you just hear yes. this. The sound of silence. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, if I'm watching anything that is not in a language I understand, I am happy to listen to it in the native tongue and then read through it. And also, like, when when you're dubbing as an actor, you're dubbing. It's, I think you have to. There's a certain measure of interpreting the role for yourself. Yeah. But you're you're not the one that's performing you're trying to match someone else's performance right Absolutely. so i think there's also something missing there because a lot of the decisions you might make as a performer uh, you don't necessarily get to because your Absolutely. choice might be oh i would interpret it this way totally agree. but i can't because that's not what's happening on screen right and so uh, again there's a little bit of this so i a hundred percent appreciate your position on that and just <laughs> listening to that yeah no that is something that really always fascinated me and uh, i mean some some listening to meryl strip or vanessa redgrave mm -hmm. or uh Harrison Ford mm -hmm. or a great Sean Connery, great actors mm -hmm. that made uh, the story of uh, uh, movies and mm -hmm. interpretations. I mean, and being able to listen to and understand the inflections that pose the way that the word uh, mm -hmm. remain in the throat. Or I don't know anything. Yeah. It really, it really, it's something that always, I mean, it's part of my job, of course, but it's something that's really passionate. It, it's a passion, it's a really, really great passion. And mm -hmm. I mean, theater in general was, uh, uh, was my hobby as my work and oh. remain, remain that. Yes. I mean, even when I, when I'm in London, I'm constantly at the theater not for work necessarily, but uh, for pleasure. And when uh, I remember when Glenn Close came to London to for like a, a run of 40 days, one month and a half of Sunset Boulevard, I was able to see at least 10 times the show. And there were like some, the, the, the theater they were, it was uh, the London Palladium, which is one of the biggest venues in, uh, in London. And um, I, I remember like, uh, I don't know, Andy, uh, being in, uh, in town for uh, like a meeting or uh, anything for work and uh, uh, passing by the theater 
where there was Sunset Boulevard and uh, but just just to name one, but it happened to <laughs> other shows as well. But uh, and uh, it was like a quarter to uh, to seven thirty, seven fifteen, and and like saying, you know what, I, I let's see if there is a ticket, and uh, just because. Uh, every when you when you have those kind of interpreters and in, in mm-hmm. on stage every evening is an event mm-hmm. every every evening can be different mm. from the the other nine you yeah. you experienced before because as you as you know well as an actor i mean you try to not reenact but uh, you try to leave mm-hmm. make it real yeah uh, every time and people that uh, are blessed and gifted uh, with that gift uh, like these kind of actors is like uh, for for someone that is passionate uh, of theater of performances mm-hmm. it's really it's really fantastic mm-hmm. really 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 fantastic Awesome. Um, tell me what was, so at the time, um, before you had this encounter on the airplane, before the relationship started to break down some, what was your practical image of the next few years for you? What were you thinking projection? And this is just, on paper, what you're planning for, all of the logical, practical plans that you had for the future for yourself. Was it just to continue to perform and to just continue yes, doing that? Yes, absolutely. I, I, w- I would say so, yes. Yeah. Okay. Like it happened before. Like I, I got myself to to that point uh, at least a couple of times um, in the two, three years before that point. Uh, and uh, I always ended up uh, going with the flow mm-hmm. that was with the contracts, with the performances and mm-hmm. the traveling around the world and the training myself and uh, uh, doing other stuff, so teaching, uh, training others, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, mainly going, uh, because everything was, um, all the the jobs I did, the teaching, the project management, the mm-hmm. artist management was uh, dropping in the in the spaces left free mm-hmm. by the performance activity. Because okay. when I was traveling to another country or like to another city for a couple of months, a month and a half for a production, mm-hmm. you are I was completely absorbed, of yeah. course, by the the rehearsals and uh, the shows and mm-hmm. then uh, you know that as a performer you have to you have to be very <laughs> very careful and uh, and yeah. not just about your health but about your energy if you're playing a very demanding role mm-hmm. uh, that that's really energy consuming uh, and not just in terms of voice uh, but uh, also in terms of body energy yeah. energy in general so yeah. that means that that where the the movies came uh, yeah. really really handy because uh, when i was at home and i was resting and um, 
sometimes uh, w- when I was kind of very tired uh, between shows, mm-hmm. I I even avoided uh, speaking too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I avoided answering the phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order not to engage myself yeah. into long conversations yeah. and having to tire my myself uh, when you have to to sing perhaps in the evening or a very demanding part and that uh, that is one of the things that really uh, made me decide that the, that kind of life for me went to an, to an end mm-hmm. because i i really when i st- i i always had when my, my my father is an electrician and my mother an hairdresser so i i grew up in a very very uh, common family, mm-hmm. a family not, not an artistic family or someone. I wasn't accustomed to the artistic life, mm-hmm. uh, and all my friends, though I, when I was performing, uh, were people with mm, normal jobs or jobs in, that they were performing in the same place yeah. and uh, in, in an office or a lawyer or like a sales uh, mm-hmm. person. And uh, when they, when I I heard some friends saying like, "Oh, so so relieved that my holidays came," and uh, <laughs> I realized that uh, I never mentally had an holiday. Yeah, because uh, as a performer, even if you are on holiday, you perhaps uh, like on on two weeks uh, you switch off your brain. Uh, few days because Mm -hmm. then the first part is like uh, getting off all the bars of the Mm -hmm. uh, of the jobs you did before and then if you have to start right after the holiday you have to i you start thinking oh god i I should i should train i should uh, restart doing that i Mm -hmm. should study that should do i remember the part do you remember the role yeah and meant i mean it's your it's a blessing uh, yeah. no, i don't want to 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 come come out in, in the wrong way but sure. it's a it's a blessing opportunity and it's a, it's an amazing amazing job i i felt really really fortunate mm-hmm. to uh, to have the talent to do it and the opportunity and the luck of doing it but on a on a human point of view uh, it's um it's it's really it's taking a, a kind of your life mm-hmm. away from you yeah and uh, it's a life devoted to that yeah and i felt that uh, i devoted uh, i devoted the 21 years of my life mm-hmm. to the performing arts and that that was enough for the i believe if I have just one life to live, I mean, if <laughs> in mm-hmm. in the next one, if I remember this, this one, I will try to remember what I'm telling you now. Okay. But uh, <laughs> by knowing that perhaps it's just one, uh, I said, okay, 21 years is enough. I can try to experience something. Yeah, else. we had a good run. And okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but even when I, I mean, I I met some. I was lucky enough to to sing uh, with some big names of the business mm-hmm. and um i there are two things that came really remain really stuck in my mind it was 
One was uh, John Sutherland that I, I met. I was lucky enough to meet uh, uh, a few times and uh, is a, one of the most important uh, opera singers in the world, uh, mm. an Australian soprano. And she said, you know what, I'm, I'm really glad that uh, I stopped performing when I decided and not somebody else decided for me. Mm. And that I was like... Uh, 21, 22, the first time I met her, and that really remained hmm. in my mind because I said that's really true and that's really wise because uh, it's a luxury to be in, in yourself so much to uh, not to drag on something that you feel you have to but that, that that applies to any job really mm-hmm. and any any life situation it's yeah. like a, a life lesson isn't it mm-hmm. and uh, try to decide something for yourself when you decide not when life or others decide for you mm-hmm. and that's something that remained that's one of the things that came uh, in in my mind when i decided mm-hmm. And everybody was saying, but you are still, I mean, your voice is intact. You can sing and you can yeah. still sing. Why, why you decide? I said, but I'm not doing it because I don't want to sing anymore or, I, or uh, I'm not able to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, just because I feel I want to do something else, despite yeah. the fact that uh, I, I, I can do it. Yeah. And, uh, and the other one was... Um, uh, once I had a production in Santiago de Chile, mm-hmm. and the direction uh, was uh, of of another famous um, uh, soprano uh, of the golden age, uh, which is uh, an Italian soprano, Renata Scotto, mm-hmm. which, uh, funnily enough, she comes from uh, the same region uh, where I yeah. come from. And uh, one day we were together and uh, we were talking to each other and uh, and she said, uh, well, I mean, she sang uh, all over the world. Uh, she was a star at the Met uh, mm-hmm. with Pavarotti and uh, blah, blah, blah. And she, I mean, she, she, she made a stellar career, fantastic career. Mm-hmm. And she, she, one day she looked at me and said, you know what? I, the thing that I really appreciated when I stopped singing was walking under the rain (laughs) because i could walk under the rain without being uh, worried of catching a cold and not Mm. being able to sing so i started enjoying going out without being worried that something bad could have could happen to my voice uh, or to my health and that with would uh, threaten my performances or like my career in the short term and mm-hmm. and and that's something that uh, that's that's really something that I can rely and I could rely at the time in which uh, uh, I I I stopped performing and that's perhaps one of the reasons why I'm mostly not using umbrellas not just because I lived in London <laughs> and no, nobody is but I don't know it's like I don't need them anymore I can get yeah. wet yeah <laughs> just... that's great I'm gonna write that I can get wet <laughs> that's wonderful um okay so we have your the practical pursuits of the future. Now, 
at that time, what were your your hopes and your dreams for life? And I'm talking like the dreams where this is where the fairies live. This is where the unicorns dance. Like what were the what was this? What were the stars that you were aiming for at the time? Hmm. Yes. I believe that in that very moment, my capability of dreaming was uh, lacking a bit. Okay. So um, perhaps that's exactly what uh, um, one of the things that I I I subconsciously. Um, relied while deciding to stop performing because it, it felt like I felt like it, it was caged mm-hmm. in this uh, in all the demanding stuff I had to do in order to keep on leading the life I was uh, I decided for myself so as a performer and um, at first which which is sometimes uh, when when I think about that, it's like a um, a controversy because it's like you re- you realize your dreams, which is mm-hmm. like performing and being able to do it as a job, and that's mm-hmm. your dream, and you're living your dream. And right. while living your dream, you discover that perhaps uh, you're not dreaming <laughs> really anymore, or like yeah. you're not, uh, which is not natural, really, in, right. in a way. It, it has it has to to be a dream or no, it has to, it, it doesn't have to be anything, not anything has to be anything, but uh, it, it should be uh, um, a, a pleasant, mm-hmm. a pleasant uh, sensation, uh, which uh, at that time wasn't entirely uh, or really, really in a, in a little, uh, space of it so uh, and I believe that's uh, even why uh, a lot of movies and uh, like uh, losing myself sometimes into these stories uh, yeah. uh, or books uh, or uh, mm-hmm. it, it really helped me keeping alive uh, this part mm-hmm. that I felt it was vital for me, but uh, that I wasn't able to connect uh, completely with the, with the life I was, uh, I was le- leading at the moment. That's a, a really good answer. And I think it also informs a lot of kind of what you were going through. If, if in that moment, part of like all of these things coming together at once, right? The, yeah the the degradation of the relationship feeling like your ability to dream is muted um having the voice of sutherland in your mind saying i'm glad i got out on my terms right all of those things coming together i think is 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 really good to help inform kind of like what your mindset was and what you were coping with and dealing with then uh one more quick question Outside of the music that you sang professionally, what music were you listening to for fun? Um, uh, I'm really, really 
uh, at that time, you mean, or, or in yeah, your, yeah. which I mean, neutralized uh, yeah. at that time. To, to now as well. Um, I I was, um, of course, I, I was performing as an opera singer, mm -hmm. but uh, I very, very rarely listened to opera mm -hmm. <laughs> for, for, for pleasure. Sure, yeah. I was mainly, uh, well, listening to um, one of the most, the closest to my art is the, the American Songbook. Okay. So uh, musical theater. Uh, that's really, really, at that time, I, when, when I was in, in New York, I, uh, I, it was a time in which uh, the producers was on uh, mm. the Mel Brooks show and yeah. uh, or uh, I saw Bernadette Peters performing uh, Gypsy uh, at the Sugar Theater and uh, and I remember like uh, at the time there were there was no Spotify and uh, no. so I bought the, the CD and uh, uh, like in my car it was playing on and on and on and on and, <laughs> okay. on, and on and on and uh, right. so it was definitely um, blues, uh, uh, kind of jazz, uh, um, pop as well. I mean, it, I, mm -hmm. it, it, it was definitely, apart from perhaps heavy metal, uh, mm -hmm. everything but opera. Okay. And, um, That's fair. Definitely. I, I, yeah. I totally understand that. But... Uh, the first thing you mentioned, the the American song show tunes, show tunes, and which is which I find to be interesting because uh, opera is you're you're performing music professionally, right? And then another like produced professional form of music, show tunes, is something that was still motivating to you. So I, I love that it's like adjacent to kind of like your field of expertise, but. That's great. That's great. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. good. So I think, I think I have a lot of wonderful information and I think d just based on your answers and the way that you have filled in a lot of, uh, the story of who you were at the time, I think I can come up with a really lovely, but very dramatic, um, representation of who you were then and what you might have experienced if leaving, you know, Italy to, to move to London never came to be. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to, to take I'm, some of this. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to, to listen to my other you. Yeah. <laughs> my other me. On, on that note, we'll, we'll take a quick pause. We're going to listen to some music. Um, and when we come back, I'm going to read the story I will have written for Max. It will be called Other Max. And then we'll talk about it. Thank you, everybody, for being here. But please stick around. Bye. 